It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now. And you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day. And it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent and start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to, to be the man with the nature boy. Mr. Ric Flair, and today we're going to be celebrating the late, great Dusty Rhodes. Of course, A&E did a fabulous job memorializing him and his wonderful career on Biography this past Sunday night. If you haven't checked it out, go out of your way to do so. I think it might be my favorite one yet. And there's no doubt that Mr. Rhodes left quite an impression on professional wrestling, one that we're still feeling today on Mondays and Fridays, and hey, sometimes Wednesdays and Fridays, thanks to Dustin. And, uh, man, I guess what, what Cody's saying is right. There's more than one Royal family in wrestling. And it's great that we get to talk about him on Rick's podcast here today. And you really think about it. Think about that legacy, dusty with Dustin and Cody. And then Rick with, uh, with David Reed and now Ashley, sorry, Charlotte, man, the good old days. And when you think about those legacies, you can't think about them without thinking about Jim Crockett promotions and who better to help us memorialize dusty today, celebrate his legacy a little more than a member of wrestling royalty from another family, Mr. David Crockett. We're going to do a little rewind today, go back a few years and celebrate the life and times and the memory and the impression that he left that we still feel today of dusty Rhodes. Here's a conversation between David Crockett, Ric Flair, and myself. Talking about Dusty Rhodes. We'll be back next week, keeping you up and abreast on all the latest goings on in professional wrestling. But today, it's for Dusty, right here on To Be The Man.
Uh, we've got a hell of a guest this week, but first, we need to go ahead and send our condolences to the entire Rhodes family. And uh, we've talked about it a lot here on the show in the previous weeks. Uh, what a big mentor Dusty was to Rick. And uh, you even kicked around the idea of being rambling Ricky Rhodes at one point. And what a big deal he was in your career and an influence on your life. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking with you about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Well, it's, you know, I'm overwhelmed right now, obviously. Um, and thank God that I got to see him uh, two days before he passed and uh, spent some time. And we were just our old selves. He was he was mad that I was getting to go see LeBron James. <laughs> right. And I was, you know, we just antagonized each other. We, we have our whole lives. And, but I, I, I had noticed a drastic weight loss, and I was with Michelle. And... Uh, um, at WrestleMania, and I was talking to her, and they just, you know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't admit that Dusty was sick, but I knew that he was, and of course, I have found out since uh, that he had been sick for a while. But um, just close to the family forever. I mean, I was when in 1972, Dusty took me to Texas. Vern sent me to Japan with those guys, and I was at his, uh, Dustin and. Uh, and Dustin and Kristen, his two oldest kids, at their mm-hmm. house in Austin, and uh, Dusty had property and bulls, and we rode. I didn't, I knew nothing about stuff. I guess I'm a Minnesota kid, but we rode the bulls, and you know, just just stuff I had learned. And then then um, they took me in the airport in Dallas on our way to Japan and shaved my head bald, and <laughs> I got over there, and they had a referee cut me when that guy almost killed me, and. And I was going, I got kind of cocky, and I said, this is enough, this is enough. And they just left me in the building, got in the bus, and left me with all the Japanese kids oh, wow. to ride back to the hotel. Yeah. So then they made me carry their bags all for three weeks, and Dusty would sit across the aisle for me and sing, Dear John, I hate to write you like my wife writing me a letter saying goodbye, sure. you know. Oh, I could go on forever, but... Um, I just was so mesmerized by him. It drove Vern Gagne crazy that um, he said, this guy is, this is not what you want to do. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. And when we got through... Um, well, and Dusty said in his book that one of the reasons that you looked up to him was probably not so much the wrestling as it was the beer drinking and hill raising and fun, and you were just enamored with the lifestyle, maybe, that he had at the time. When he was with Murdoch, I mean... Oh, yeah, but, I mean, but if you heard him talk, I mean, I, the first time he talked on TV, I went, God, this guy is tremendous. He, yeah. he was totally different than Nick Bockwinkel or Harley or Larry Henning or, or Dick Murdoch. He, he was just, he was on top of it, and it just got better. But, yeah, I mean, we did. We had so much fun. My God, you know, I was just got married, and I was driving 300 miles with those guys to town just to hang out with them when I wasn't even booked. Right. No wonder I didn't, Leslie left me about five times. <laughs> I mean, I just I couldn't Dear get enough of the guy. And then I went and bought him, which he alluded to the other day. Um, uh, we went to a country western bar. I'd never been to a country western bar my whole life, right? And I went to a place called Fink, not Fink's, but um, anyway, a real expensive jewelry store in Minneapolis. I didn't have, I, had, I bought this gold money clip with a $20 gold piece on it that I did not have the money to pay for, right? And I called him in the bathroom. I said, I want you to know just how much I think you've been. And he, he, he still has it to this day. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he, got, he goes, you don't have to do that. I said, yeah, I do. I just wanted to thank you for taking care of me and, you know, helping me 
become who I'm hopefully going to try and be, you know. And then the Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes came later, and then, but you know, if he went his way, I went my way, and sure enough, back together, and we made a lot of money, had a lot of fun, made a lot of money, and he's got four beautiful kids, and I I see Teal and Cody and Dustin all the time. I haven't seen Kristen in a year. I'll see her. Um, um, actually, I'll see her today. Right. Because we're airing today, today is Dusty's funeral. So obviously Kristen and uh, I'm close to the entire family. And he was very close to his kids. And uh, he couldn't have been married to a nicer person than Michelle. I called her the other day and I said, she was upset. I said, well, you need to know something that's really important that I, a lot of wives I don't think I understand and don't hear enough because it, it doesn't, they, we seem to take you guys for granted. I said, Michelle, Dusty loves you like nobody else. He Dusty knew where to draw the line. Right. You know, and I mean, he would drink beer and have fun and do all that, but he loved Michelle and that was, that was it. And it was, it was, it was a special relationship and they've been together 37 years and uh, four beautiful kids and two of them very successful in a business that he loved, as you know. Kristen was a Dallas Cowgirl cheerleader, which she loved that. I thought that was sure. so cool. That, that is that cool. Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Now she's married with kids and very happy. And Teal lives here in Atlanta, and she's got kids, and so everything's cool. And then, and most recently, he was helping your daughter Ashley. Oh Charlotte, my God, yeah, my Ashley, my, my Ashley is having as hard a time with it as I am. I mean, he just took her under his wing the day that she got to. Uh, Tampa, and then when they moved over to Orlando, he's been with her, mentored her, talked to her, given her just a ton of uh, support and information and helped her with so many different things in life, and just awesome. So it's going to be a long day today, but I know that But I'm really, really happy that he is getting his due and that oh, he's yeah. getting the recognition worldwide that he deserves because he was that big. And you told me that last night I didn't see it at the pay-per-view events, and the company spent a lot of time, you know, that that's, you know, what he deserves. And they recognize that, you know, like more than anybody else. They, they um, you know, they know who Dusty was, and Vince will always have a place. And, you know, the funny thing is that you can almost say now, and for nine ninety nine, and I don't, I'm being facetious, of course, but sure. you can see Dusty Rhodes for the rest of your life. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff and on And there's a lot network. of stuff in it, but, I mean, and it's not going to go away anytime soon, and it shouldn't. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't have to go to YouTube. You can find it right there because they will have Dusty Rhodes on that network forever. And that's that's who he does, that's what he deserves. Well, that was uh, that was what we needed to do to start this week's Woo Nation. And we're going to go to commercial, and when we come back, we're going to have a hell of a guest from the old Crockett days. And... Uh, We'll go to commercial for now. All right, man. Today's your boys are going to take a quick trip on Space Mountain. You better be here when I get back. Hey, y'all. Remember when Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes used to cut themselves and bleed all over the place? You never want to do that, right? That's why you need Henson Shaving. You see, Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has revolutionized razors, y'all. Yes, it's an old-school double-edged razor like the Rhodes and the Flares are super familiar with, but 
Thanks for their space age technology. I'm sorry, the aerospace grade CNC machines. Let's be specific. Think about that, y'all. Do you even know what a CNC machine is? Here's what we're talking about. They're able to cut metal razors that are just 0.0013 inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair. What's it mean for you? It means a secure and stable blade and a vibration-free shave. It's also got built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. I gotta tell you as a business guy, what I am most impressed about about Henson is the idea that they wanted to make the best razor, not the best razor business. You see, the best razor business would probably mean you need to make plastic and you need to go ahead and have some planned obsolescence. Like, well, that's last season's blades. You need this. No, no, no proprietary blades, no planned obsolescence, no plastic. And how about this? No gimmicks, no subscriptions. It turns out Henson Razor is just the last razor you'll ever need. It's a standard dual edge blade, gives you that old school feel, but all the benefits of the new school tech because it's just 0.0013 inches. And by the way, once you own a Henson Razor, it's only like three to five bucks to replace the blades. Not three to five bucks a week, not three to five bucks a month, not three to five bucks a quarter, three to five bucks a year. That's right, a year. Let's say no to subscriptions. Let's say yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash Flair. Pick the razor for you. Use the promo code Flair, and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just be sure to add them to your cart. That's HensonShaving.com slash Flair. 100 free blades. When you head to HensonShaving.com slash Flair, that's H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G.com slash Flair, and be sure to use our promo code Flair. Seriously, best razor I've ever used. You're going to love it. We had so much fun in the Carolinas. I mean, they, I know Dusty liked booking Florida, but the better part of his life was working with the Crockett's. And the, oh, we had so much fun. God, we had just so much fun. We accomplished so damn much. I mean, you know, you just never. You know, I don't think anybody expected it to get that big. And we, if we had stayed east of the Mississippi, as you and I talk about, we'd probably still be in business. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it, you know, the only reason that we started expanding was survival you know that with with vince yeah uh, that's why the tbs contract and and uh you know i you know, i enjoyed staying home you might say but then you know you hit the road yeah you know, that's one reason now with my grandkids you know I, I can't make up for the lost time with my kids but i'm definitely doing it with my grandkids yeah you know that's that's a, a big a big issue a lot of people don't understand it because we were gone all the time, and thank God I had a lot of time with Ashley and Reed um, because I was in a position where I could take weekends off, and then Eric fired me for a year. So, <laughs> um, well, you know, you know, it's it's because it's not five days a week. It's you know, it's seven days a week, twenty four seven. You're thinking about what you're going to do. Yep. Uh, you think about different things, pairings, and. Uh, all right, what's next after this? You've got to do a lot of forward planning. Yep. Yeah, you know, to, to make yourself viable. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on Dusty Rhodes, of course. He's uh, kind of at the top of everybody's mind right now, and uh, we can get into as much as you'd like, but there for a long time, you guys enjoyed a lot of success with Dusty at the helm as Booker. What did Dusty mean to Crockett Promotions? Dusty was a bolt of lightning. Supercharged. Uh, he came in. It was not business as usual. Uh, it was fly by the seat of your pants, 
hold on because we're just going to go. You know, a lot of uh, videos, uh, if, if something's not working, forget it. Let's start something else. Uh, it was it was a fun period of time for everyone. You know, it was it was hard, but you know it it, it was great. You know, it, uh, I think Magnum TA said it uh, to me when I was talking to him about Dusty. He said, "You know, John Wayne's not supposed to die." Yeah, and Dusty Rhodes is John Wayne. He yeah. wasn't supposed to die. You never you never thought of Dusty dying. I didn't. Yeah. You know, he thought he was going to be around forever. Yeah, he was... Um, he you know, was it's funny you say that. Was, Jim Ross just said uh, a couple of days ago that John Wayne died on the same day as Dusty Rhodes. I know, yeah. The day was yeah. the same. Well, and, you know, as it, big a uh, fan of John Wayne as Jim Ross is, so was Dusty. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yes, so. yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he just... He created such a level of excitement. He was so damn creative. I mean, the Starcade, the flair for the gold. I mean, the Great American Bash on time. I mean, all those names are still, nobody uses the name Starcade anymore or flair right. for the gold. But, I mean, it's... it's I mean, the, the Greensboro Thanksgiving, uh, we'd sell it out. And at, at intermission, tickets go on sale for the next one a year away. And... That almost sell out. You know, they don't even know what's going to be there. They yeah. just know it, knew it was going to be good. You know, and, and the thing of it, too, is I don't think anybody understands that we literally, from Charlotte to Charleston, West Virginia, as far as Huntington, right? In Pittsburgh, oh. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. Oh, um, those Saturday shows at TBS. Yeah, all oh. that. And and in the what a riot. Well, and the reason that the West Coast, in my estimation, didn't click it clicked the first time around, is the saturation of uh, Turner of TBS wasn't that big then. I mean, it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was stronger right. on that's, the East Coast, correct. right, David? Right. Because yes. if we'd had the, the penetration or saturation, over the word is, the TBS has now. Shit, we. I mean, we'd we'd still be in business, right? But we kept oh, yeah. going out there trying to, you know, stay in the ramp, run with those guys. And those guys were on network TV back then, you know, before USA. And they were on NBC with Ebersol and every string in the world going. And we just couldn't, uh, the, the, Turner didn't have that penetration. We, we sold out everything out there the first time it went. Well, the Meadowlands, look what we did at the Meadowlands. Yeah. And that was strictly off of Turner. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I know. No, we did great, but the West Coast was just rough. I mean, we we did we did great the first time. Portland, Seattle, we killed it. L.A., we had like you know seventeen thousand at the old Forum in L.A. We sold out the Cow Palace. Uh, we never went to the Oakland Coliseum, but um, sold out Las Vegas, sold out Albuquerque. I mean, all those, and parked the jet and went over to the uh, Tropicana and. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Woo Nation! <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Before I let you go, Mr. Crockett, you know, it is timely. It is something that we probably need to discuss. You know, going back to Dusty one last time, I know a couple of years ago there was a documentary about the demise of Jim Crockett Promotions, and off-air you and I had a chance to speak before we started taping today, and you told me that you guys had kind of patched things up last year at FanFest. We did. And, you know, and, 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 and there again, it wasn't Dusty, it was me. 
it, it was me. I was I was venting, and Dusty was the person I vented at, and and it shouldn't have been. You know that Dusty was doing what Dusty was supposed to do, and and I apologized to him. For, you know for that. That you know I should have tried harder to change things, but I didn't. You know, you can get frustrated, and and I just, you know, wanted somebody else to blame. Sure. Except myself, I guess. And but you know it, it was, it was great, you know, to to see him, and and I am so happy that we uh, did have that time, you know, and uh, it was, you know, and also Rick, you remember you uh, when you called me about this. Podcast, mm-hmm. you gave me Dusty. Told me that Dusty was, you know, sick. I tried to call him mm-hmm. that morning. He passed away. Yeah, no, I know it was. Um, yeah, I had. Um, I called you about the podcast this before because yeah. I had just left him, but I was talking to you, and he was he wasn't in the hospital at that point, but he man, he had lost eighty pounds, like forty pounds, probably forty pounds since WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah, or at mm-hmm. least 30. I mean, he just looked like a walking ghost, but he could talk, and his humor was there, and he was mad I was getting to go see LeBron James. and Not not mad, but we were our usual, yeah. Our yeah. usual Laker Celtic stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's when I called you, and I said, yeah, by the way, Dusty's not, not doing too well. I, don't, I mean, I I didn't mean he was dying, but I meant he just didn't look good. I mean, you, you, right. know, you yeah. know somebody so long, you know when something's not right. So Right. Anyway, you David, can look in their eyes and tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, David. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate Rick. it. Stay in touch, my friend. Okay, and as I will right. with you. Okay. Okay, you and I'm, I'll forward you Michelle's number. Okay. Please do. Thank Please you very do. much, sir. Thank you, All David. Right. Okay. Man, it's starting to warm up here in Alabama, and I am pumped. Spring is here. Summer's going to be here before you know it. And when it starts getting a little better outside, it starts getting a little warmer. I want to start spending more time outside. What I don't want to do, though, is spend my time outside working. I don't want to be digging around in flower beds or messing around trying to get rid of weeds. Nuh-uh. I want to spend my time chilling out. I want to spend my time enjoying, not working. And Sunday is my life hack for doing this. I have to admit, I'm skeptical if this was real. You see, unfortunately, I fell victim to one of those national lawn care companies, and I spent like 1500 bucks a year. I thought it was necessary. And then I heard about Sunday and thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. I want you to give it a shot right now. Here's what blew me away. I want you to do it with me. Go to GetSunday.com slash Ric Flair. That's GetSunday.com slash Ric Flair. I'm going to give you a minute to do that because when you do, they're going to ask you to put your address in. Man, they got aerial photos of your rig. I'm talking about they can see your front yard, they can see your backyard, they can see your side yard. And if you told me you could see my backyard, I'd think, whoa, that sounds like something I need to take care of. Go look for yourself right now. See yours. GetSunday.com slash Ric Flair. What they know is exactly what you need for your lawn. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I do mortgages and podcasts. I'm just guessing out here. So I was paying somebody 1500 bucks a year to do it. Not anymore. Now with Sunday, I skip the trips to the store. There's no hauling heavy bags. All I need to apply Sunday, a hose. That's right. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch one episode of your favorite TV show. Seriously, less than it spends, less than you would spend watching one regular TV show that you would normally binge. Bam, you're done. 
And by the way, they only use ingredients that you can feel good about. What I'm talking about is no harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods. All you got to do is go ahead and apply, let it dry, and you're back to enjoying your yard. That means it's safe for your kids and your pets too. How about that? Sunday is not only easier than what I was doing, it's also more affordable. I've mentioned a few times, I was spending over 1500 bucks a year. Sunday's full season plan started just 109. You hear me? Sunday's full season plan started just 109. And right now, Sunday's offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just 109, and you can get 20% off when you go to getsunday.com slash Ric Flair at checkout. That's getsunday.com slash Ric Flair. You'll get 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash Ric Flair. The tackle on the leg. Flair went right to the leg once again. And now the famous move by Nature Boy Ric Flair, the figure four leg lock. Now, considering what has all happened at Dusty Rhodes, the pain has to be just unbearable at this time. Right in the center of the ring, Dusty Rhodes has to stick it out, get to the ropes as best he can. Now, remember, the match is continuing. Flair's leg was on the ropes, as you saw right at the bottom of the screen. Now you see in your picture, beating on the bottom on the mat is Magnum T.A. Coming down, knowing that Dusty is in a tremendous amount of pain right now, coming down to try and help his partner, encourage him on. Just standing there in case, you know, something, you know, severe would happen. Unbelievable that he could stand it for this length of time. Dusty still in it, still with Ric Flair. As we watch the referee checking with Dusty at all times because Flair has it. Now look at the right hand of Dusty Rose. Trying to turn him, I think, at this point, Tony. Getting a third, maybe a fourth wind at this time. Trying to call up everything inside of him to turn around and turn around that figure four leg lock and then reverse it on Ric Flair. Look at Dusty. The fans encourage him on, and here we go, Bob. And he, he got it right there. Turned it around, and Flair reverses again. Turns it right around. Flair grabs the top rope right there, all of his weight down on the leg. And right there, as quick as that, a three-second count. And Ric Flair is the heavyweight champion of the world once again. As Dusty Rhodes, obvious, the pain as Magnum comes in, just the pain just blocked him out right there as Flair used the ropes coming right down with that figure four. And for once again, the heavyweight champion of the world is Nature Boy. All right, Rick, it's August 9th, 1986, and Dusty Rhodes is fresh off his world title win over you in Greensboro. Just a couple weeks prior to this match, and a couple nights before, uh, Tully Blanchard actually injured Dusty's leg to the point where he came into the match with a heavily taped up. Now we're in St. Louis, and you win the title back with a pinfall from the figure four leg lock after cheating to grab the top rope for some extra leverage. And Now, did you, did you see that? Or is that just an observation you've heard about? Well, I mean, I may have witnessed it. <laughs> I might have seen it. Uh, is this the first time you won a match with the figure four being counted as a pin? Because I don't remember seeing that a lot back then. Uh, it must have been. It didn't happen very often, I can assure you. But it was a great match, and uh, the rivalry between Dusty and I have all good on in history is one of the greatest of all time. So, uh, so many great matches, so many great cities that we wrestled in. St. Louis um, actually worked out to be a great market for us later on, um, uh, as did Chicago and it's amazing. Wherever he and I went, we made music and we made money. Now, you had uh, held the belt for over two years prior to dropping it to Dusty, and then you won it back quickly. Why did Dusty only hold the belt for two weeks? Um, you know, I can't answer that off the top of my head right now. I couldn't. I can't remember. But I just think that his schedule required him to be spend so much time in the office and not as much time on the road. 
Um, obviously, he worked a lot, but um, at that point in time, the company was, you know, moving fast and expanding, and uh, he probably just elected to uh, just, you know, he liked having it for a short period of time, but he he was, uh, I think he, he was driven much more by stuff that... Uh, the creative end of the business. Uh, just a couple of months uh, after this, Magnum TA, who you heard mentioned in the clip at the beginning of this segment, uh-huh. would have his her- his horrific crash, and it would change his life forever. Had that not happened, what kind of push do you think we could have expected for Magnum? Oh, he would have been a champion eventually, at one time or another. I was actually in Birmingham, Alabama, when I got the news and uh, flew home and. Um, you can't imagine the horror story. He was in an iron lung back then. They didn't have the sophistication of the of the life support stuff they have now. He was actually in an iron lung, the old metal things. And yeah. the only way that he could communicate was with his tongue touching a little lever above it. I was mortified. And actually, he didn't move for 30 days. He didn't move. So, he, you know, he's blessed to have, you know, to be back where he is which is, is sad enough because he can't move his entire right side. He can he can get around, but uh, he was a great athlete, a great kid, and uh, had a phenomenal look. So I, I think he was destined. I know that if Dusty had this way, he would have been the world champion at one time or another. Over the uh, weekend, I had a chance to see Magnum and Duck Dusty into the Hall of Heroes in Charlotte, and I had a chance oh, yeah. to catch up with uh, your daughter, Megan. She was in attendance, and she mentioned that as a kid, um, she was going to the hospital every day to see Magnum. You would take him every day. Yep, I did. Yep, I went to see him every day that I had a day off. It was a terrible story. I felt so bad for him, and uh, yeah, I went to see him every day, every spare moment I had. Now, you know, it's just you see things like that, just like we see illness now in young people, and it's just so sad. And you thank God for everything that you have. Uh, with this win here against Dusty uh, in St. Louis, you would hold this for better than a year before dropping it to Ron Garvin. Do you suspect that the Garvin spot would have been Magnum's spot had he not been injured? Um, you know, I would guess you're, I would say that. Yeah, taking nothing away from Ronnie because sure. Ronnie was good. It's just that the Johnny uh, Ronnie what Ron was not accepted nationally as much as he was in the south um where magnum i think had that that national appeal and uh, a, a traditional handsome i mean incredibly handsome young guy with an amateur background and he, a good kid too so um but take nothing away from ron garb and hands the stone man we we had some classics <laughs> good lord great friend of the show bruce pritchard once told me that vince could have made magnum a huge star do you think that would have happened if he would have followed dusty to new york in 89 would he have been a wwf champion as well um he wouldn't have been a wwf champion as long as hulk was there okay so as uh, folks may remember starcade three was in two separate cities you had a show in greensboro and this was the main event from the omni yeah um I know that we always say that Greensboro was the spiritual home of Starcade, but it was still pretty special to be at the Omni, was it not? Oh yeah, they were both sold out. Yeah, it was great. It just you know, it, Atlanta was always a great wrestling town, but Greensboro was official. It was it was our Madison Square Garden. In a match like this with Dusty, uh, mm-hmm. obviously this is a different time these days maybe there would have been more discussion 
is this 100% called in the ring or, or do you guys have some stuff in mind that you've done no. on the build for this? Nothing. We don't even talk. Hmm. <laughs> don't they wish they had him again? <laughs> Nobody like him. My goodness. God, I swear to God, not even close. You know, the, uh, the famous line from LeBron James with your old interviews was that you were the inventor of swag. Yeah. In the nineties, Miami hurricanes <laughs> brought a swagger to the football field. In his own mm. way, Dusty Rhodes did that to the wrestling ring. Did he not? Exactly. Absolutely. He brought so much to the business. I mean, it'll be talked about for years. Can you imagine what Cody would have been doing this SummerSlam had he not torn yeah. that back? I mean, what a performance that was. Yeah, I know. God. Well, he's got his time. No, he's young. He's doing great. I I, I stay in touch with him. It's worth mentioning, uh, we're actually, uh, going to be raffling off your trunks that you'll be wearing for your last match and the proceeds mm -hmm. will benefit the dusty roads foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're going to be there in Nashville. And of course the idea behind that foundation is to give, holy shit, leapfrog. look at that, dude. I know. Oh, well, now look at you begging off. That was, that was the best part of my performance. <laughs> Oh God, those are the days. What's going through your mind in a, in a big match like this, when you know, this is a, a bigger than normal audience, not just the fans in the arena, but closed circuit around the country. Um, you know, back then I didn't feel pressure. I, I just, I knew that we were, he and I had a very unusual chemistry and we had a very, we had a great chemistry, but it was different. I mean, it's not like totally different than me and steamboat or me and sting or me and uh who else did i wrestle out ricky morton i mean D dusty just had his own style but it, it worked for me and we we had you know great chemistry and he he worked his ass off i did a lot of hour draws with dusty people have a hard time believing that we wrestled a lot of hour draws <clears throat> he didn't drag his feet at all i think your first match against dusty was like 10 years prior to this 1975, but here you are 10 years later in the main event of the biggest show of the year. Mm. And I think everybody remembers the story that when you were first breaking in, man, you wanted to be like Dusty. I, I, I idolized him as a, I mean, as a fan, as a little kid, I mean, I know there's the professional thing, but part of you has to think it's pretty damn cool to be in there with a guy that. You held in such high regard. Oh my God. It was. I'll never forget our first big night in Greensboro. And he said to me, he looked at me and said, relax kid. Just let the grand open it and see the palace. <laughs> yeah. He was always calm, cool, collected. He loved, he loved to be out there just like I did. When you think about some of the builds to Starcade, a lot of people think this build, especially with the, uh, attack with the Russians inside the cage and all that, that this was the best build to Starcade at that point. Would you agree with that? Uh, I don't know that it'd be hard to beat the build with Harley. Yeah. Player for the gold. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one that 
the way Dusty put that together, I mean, you know, it just, I mean, that's coming, clearly that's, that was him. So, so, see, how, see how Dusty right there? I mean, that, that's all, that's a loss right now today. Do you remember there being controversy about the finish for this match? I don't remember what it was. Well, Dusty's going to quote unquote beat you here. And everyone in the crowd feels like they just saw a title switch and that Dusty's become the champion. But the next week on TV, it's announced that Dusty didn't actually win because the first referee was knocked out and you got the, the belt given back to you. And this is, I guess, maybe the first major quote unquote Dusty finish. Yeah. I, I didn't know that, uh, that yeah. No, that, that people love that finish. They hated it, but they loved it. Yeah. I mean, they, they got their two minutes being crazy. Then it did piss people off. People thought I didn't like that. I love that finish. Michael McClanahan wants to know what was something you learned from working in the ring with dusty? Believe it or not, psychology. I mean, if that doesn't look real right there, nothing does. Yeah. The idea that you're trying to make every movement count. Yeah. Um, Steelers fan 8771 wants to know coming off the angle in the Omni where you broke Dusty's leg and the infamous hard times promo from Dusty. You think in hindsight, he should have won clean at Starcade instead of seven months later at the bash. Probably. I mean, don't you think, or did I you like that teasing? Well, tell me what we did at Starcade. Well, well, what you just saw was it looks like dusty won, but yeah, give you the belt right back. So he didn't really win. I think in hindsight, if you had it to do over again, you'd probably keep it on him. Right. I guess. Yeah. I can't remember. You know, I, I can't remember. Was I still traveling then? Not like you were before, you know, the territory thing was starting to die down, you know, and, yeah. uh, I guess you still were, but not like you were before. 86 yeah. is going to be mostly Crockett. But still, still much boring, but still Crockett. Still, based. still traveling quite a bit, though, I think. Yeah, I and think, maybe I, 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 I think the reason was Dusty was the booker. Yeah. Why, why would you leave a job where you're making more money? You know, people don't realize that the first year I had the belt, I made uh, $50,000 less than I made working for Crockett. Really? Yeah, because I didn't draw any money. Who, who's Rick Flair? It was I, I had only been on a super channel a couple of times, you know. I already kept saying you weren't yeah. established yet as a name. Yeah, and I, I people, I mean, they knew, they knew who Rick Flair was, but what does that mean? I mean, let's not run to the arena. And and, and of course, nobody. <laughs> I have to wrestle all these guys an hour every night. Half of them never never wrestled fifteen minutes. Right. So it wasn't exactly the greatest run of my life. And I really, I really thought, I thought I was ready to be the champion. We've talked about this before, but until you go out and travel around and wrestle guys that haven't had, I mean, all I was wrestling my whole career were top guys from Wahoo to Jack Mulligan to Dusty to Steamboat. I mean, all these great guys. And then to step out of that box, that comfort zone, and travel around the country wrestling guys that never got, never wrestled fifteen minutes. Much less an hour, which was the deal, because when the NWA was in its peak, the champion either got his Duke raised or he won an hour. 
There was no in between. So, Cody, let's address the uh, the internet rumor that has Reddit going wild. Uh, that, okay. that this is all a big elaborate hoax between Cody Rhodes and Triple H, and it's just an angle to get rid of Stardust, and Cody Rhodes will be back after he drums up some internet buzz on the indies and then makes his triumphant return to WWE. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you 100% that uh, WWE and myself have gone separate ways. I saw even there was... Uh, a rumor about like a, a merchandising contract, and uh, that I think that might have stemmed from the fact that the only discussion post WWE uh, was about uh, my dad's book, and uh, it was very important to me that they uh, granted me the rights to write his book uh, before I left. But it was important, you know. I knew that was one of the big risks I was taking with leaving. Is well, they they may take the book away from me. They did not. Uh, I'm still still writing uh, Dusty Rhodes, Wrestling Glass Cowboy, and I'm excited at the, at the progress it's taking. I, I didn't want anyone else to write it. Dusty was, uh, he was my best friend. Uh, we, were, uh, we were very close, um, and everybody knows that, and I've, I've tried to kind of do justice to, to his legacy, as has WWE. Triple H rolled out a hell of a, Hell of a series of things: the statue, um, the tournament. Oh my God! Hey, yeah. Uh, so. Not not to jump in on you, but the oh yeah. Um, and I I talked about it this year at the Hall of Fame, if you remember correctly. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I thanked the company. Uh, what they did, in I mean, which was appropriate. It wasn't like I was, I it was it wasn't unexpected. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they they more yeah. they more than than um um. Uh, honored his memory honored his memory and they they put it in a position where it'll be there forever and everybody it's um it's just one of those special things and they they did pretty well pretty damn near the same thing for roddy on a smaller scale because of the fact that the funeral was you know outside of portland oregon impossible to get to but um yeah uh and they didn't have the relationship quite with Roddy that they had with your dad. So your dad was, you know, currently working uh, at NXT and all that and just really part of the family and such a contribution. But, uh, boy, I tell you, here's, here's, how, here's how sad it was. I was getting on a plane. I was so excited to go see the Cleveland Cavaliers in game six. Right. And of course you were. You tweet about it. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about last. No, I'm talking about last year. Well, you were tweeting I know, too. I feel like when I follow you, most of your tweets are about the Cavs. Of course they are. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't know what it is. I must have a man crush on LeBron or something. I'm ashamed to admit it. Anyway, um, I like him almost as much as I liked your dad back in '72. That's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I'm get, I'm sitting to get in a plane with Wendy, and I get a call from Hunter. He said, "Hey, the dream went." I said, "What?" I mean, I almost, I almost fell over. It's one of those things yeah. that I had just been with him a couple of days before. I had just been with him on Tuesday, and he was so pissed that I was getting to go to the game. I was down there visiting Ashley, went by yeah. and went by the performance center, and he was so pissed that I was getting to go to the game because we all, we've always jealous about yeah. sports. And then I got the Adam Arpin says, "How crucial to the angle was Dusty?" By that I mean, could you have swapped him out with any other top baby faces with how hated the Horsemen were here, and it still work? 
No. Or did Dusty bring something to that rivalry that nobody else could replicate? He brought something to the rivalry that could duplicate. Because, God, we tried, you know, so many different times. I mean, we, we had, you know, a huge run with Ricky Morton. Uh, not so much Steamboat with that time frame, but, um, I mean, we just, any, anybody we touched, it was just, it was big. We had a, we, we had a hell of a run with Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. I mean, a tag matches with Ronnie. And then, of course, the Road Warriors, my God. I mean, the list is endless of what the, of the stuff we did with the horsemen that were that, um, um, that drew money, number one, and pe made people really happy. Um, but and it made us happy because we, you know, we enjoyed making, enjoyed hopefully giving them the best performance of the night. Well, we just saw that footage and that replay again. Um, Steelers fan 8771 wants to know coming off the angle in the Omni where you broke Dusty's leg and the infamous hard times promo from Dusty. You think in hindsight, he should have won clean at Starcade instead of seven months later at the bash. Probably. I mean, don't you think, or did I you like that? Tell me what we did at Starcade. Well, well, what you just saw was it looks like Dusty won, but yeah, give you the belt right back. So he didn't really win. I think in hindsight, if you had it to do over again, you'd probably keep it on him, right? I guess. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, I I can't remember. Was I still traveling then? Not like you were before. You know, the territory thing was starting to die down. You know, and yeah. uh, I guess you still were, but not like you were before. Eighty six yeah. is going to be mostly Crockett. But still, still much boring, but still Crockett still, still traveling quite a bit though, I think. Yeah, and I maybe think, I, 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 I think the reason was Dusty was the booker. Yeah. Why why would you leave a job where you're making more money? You know, people don't realize that the first year I had the belt, I made uh, fifty thousand dollars less than I made working for Crockett. Really? Yeah, because I didn't draw any money. <laughs> Who who's Rick Flair? It was I I had only been on a Super Channel a couple of times, you know, Harley kept saying. You weren't you know, established yet as a name. Yeah, and I, I, people, I mean, they knew, they knew who Ric Flair was, but what does that mean? I mean, let's not run to the arena. And, and, and of course, nobody, <laughs> I have to wrestle all these guys an hour every night, and half of them never, never wrestled 15 minutes. Right. So it wasn't exactly the greatest run of my life. And I, re I really thought, I thought I was ready to be the champion. We've talked about this before, but. Until you go out and travel around and wrestle guys that haven't had, I mean, all I was wrestling my whole career were top guys from Wahoo to Jack Mulligan to Dusty to Steamboat. I mean, all these great guys. And then to step out of that box, that comfort zone, and travel around the country wrestling guys that never got never wrestled fifteen minutes, much less an hour, which was the deal, because when the NWA was in its peak. The champions that got his Duke raised or you won an hour. There was no in between. Guys, let me tell you about something that my wife and I are doing in our real life. I think you and your family are going to love too. I'm talking about HelloFresh and how they've made home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. They really are America's number one meal kit. What they've done is they've taken all the guesswork out of dinner. Actually, they do lunches and breakfast too, but... The idea is I used to hate going to the grocery store because I felt like I would buy way too much. Hey, do I want that one or this one? Well, let's just get both. We wind up with a lot of waste. So what I found is HelloFresh is actually cheaper than going to the grocery store myself. It's also 25% cheaper than takeout. 
Not only that, they make cooking fun stuff a breeze. I have to admit, my wife and I, we've been in a rut at times where it feels like we're eating a lot of the same stuff over and over. We all get in a routine. Well, what this has allowed us to do, I'm talking about HelloFresh, is get out of our comfort zone, but still feel comfortable with what we're cooking. This is so easy, even I can do it. Their directions even come with pictures. How easy is that? You're going to get pre-portioned ingredients that's going to cut down on your food waste and at the same time get you out of that rut. What about some fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos? What about some falafel power bowls? Buddy, a few years ago I'd have said, I don't even know how to spell falafel. I am intimidated. I can't do that. Now I'm making it in 15 minutes or less. You can too. They're going to keep your taste buds on your toes. They've got 40 separate recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each and every week. By the way, there's options for everyone in every lifestyle. You don't have to be a pro in the kitchen. They take all the guesswork out. And by the way, when they say HelloFresh, they mean it. The ingredients go farm to your house in less than seven days. So you know it's fresh. I absolutely love it. It's fun too to do this with your family. This past Friday, we had both the girls in town. We were able to cook all together. Dude, it was so fun. Try this for yourself. Go right now to HelloFresh.com slash Flare50. Use the promo code Flare50. Buddy, you'll get 50% off and your first box ships for free. How do you beat that? 50% off and your first box ships for free? That's right. It happens right now at HelloFresh.com slash Flare50. Use the promo code Flare50. Make sure you get that savings. Make sure you get that first box free. HelloFresh.com slash Flare50. And the promo code is Flare50. You're going to love HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Augie would, would say, Dusty obviously had some pounds on Flare at this point, but the two of them still had great chemistry. What challenges would occur when Flair was working with larger opponents who maybe didn't have the same in-ring instincts as Dusty? Um, well, it's a whole different, you know, if you're wrestling a guy like Brody was kind of had to do what he wanted to do. Does it make sense? Yeah. But if you got along with him, which I did and, uh, uh, and he respected you, which he did, then you, you know, ultimately his goal was the same as yours. And that was to have the best possible match to hear look at dusty man he's not he's not tired at all no uh matt wants to know with all your matches with dusty was this your favorite one? Oh, it'd be hard to pick which one favorite one i i i the one i didn't like at all the, the one that was bad was with joe fraser yeah, that's the year before '84. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this actually was a real good match, I thought. But you know, it's hard to say. It's like, was Shy Town Eight my best match with Steamboat? Well, who right. knows? Um, we had so many. I thought another, you know, another situation. Great chemistry. Totally different than this. You know what I mean? When he beat you for the belt in Greensboro in '86, that was pretty awesome inside the cage. Who, Dusty? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So as you saw there, there was, uh, two moments that happened there that, that took Tommy young down. The first was dusty kicking out of a pin, mm -hmm. uh, and, and he winds up landing on Tommy and then the Irish whipped it, whipped you in and boom, out goes Tommy to the outside. They yeah. have a spotlight on him, but now dusty's got you with a figure four in the middle, but there's no referee. And here comes Arn Anders. Oh, kick right to the head too. Look at Ole circling around. Here are the sharks, man. Here they come. 
God, I wish Ole was able to get around these days. He'd have yeah. been fun in Nashville. Yeah. What uh, is he just literally housebound right now? Yeah. There's our replacement referee. False finish, though. Dusty kicks out. There's the inside cradle. Here it is. And look at there. Fans are going to go nuts. I think they've just seen a world title change, but of course the NWA is going to overturn it because, uh, the first referee, Mr. Tommy young was down for the count. So it doesn't count. Yeah. But see, see all these guys hitting the ring makes it seem so damn real and good. Yeah, absolutely. Look at superstar there. First one out, man. Yep. Hey, Terry, um, talk about, um, I obviously saw you there what the loss of the dream means to you uh, you know I, you know being an only child he was as close a thing as a, a brother to me that, that I've ever had and our relationship that started back in the early 80s down in Florida you know transcended you know the, the wrestling industry uh, i mean after after i had the accident and you know working with him and other endeavors and in, in wcw thing but just the friendship that we had through throughout time uh I, i've never imagined dusty not being around and i just yeah. seen him you know four or five months prior to him passing away and i knew he didn't look like himself because dusty was always a big robust you know guy yeah. And, and he looked frail for the first time I'd ever seen him. Where I could say, you know, you know, it's good. Everybody say, oh, it's good. He's lost some weight, and, uh, and but that wasn't the way Dusty was wired. So something was wrong. No, and he, he said to me that he, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said to me, you know, I got something I thought I was gonna be able to take care of my, on my on my own, but obviously my 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 uh, Indian medicine isn't working too good. He was telling because he always liked to. Uh, I think he could, you know, treat everything. He's kind of that cowboy mentality, and uh, and I and I was just shocked. And and I don't know if you know this or not, Rick, but he passed away on my birthday. And oh, is that I was right? coming oh. home. Yeah, I'm so I'm coming home from work, and a coworker calls me before it's even hit the news, and and heard it on on something on Sirius Radio or something. The Dusty passed, and I mean I'm freaking out because I. And and it wasn't even on the internet yet, and and all of a sudden I started googling things and checking it out and find out you know sure enough it, he really did, and uh, I, I was completely in shock, and I then I thought to myself that scoundrel I said now he's going to make sure I remember this every year forever because <laughs> he died he passed away on my birthday and and I yeah. I went down you know I was down down with you guys in Tampa for that that ceremony and everything is just. <laughs> He was he was like Babe Ruth. He was yeah, he was just he was. an amazing character. Yeah, he was, and so nobody. I mean, I actually I I've told Vince a hundred times that I actually gave him that his just due. If that makes sense. And now they've got this uh, the tag team tournament named after him. And uh, uh, the, uh, even though Cody left. I want look like bad terms. They worked that out, and uh, Dustin's doing great still. Um, Dustin's working better than he's worked. Well, not better, but he's at the same level he's always been. 
He's a good shape. Oh yeah, he's and, doing awesome. And, and Cody is um, is taking some time off, but Cody will end up back there, and he and he's making so much money in the independence, and working less, he's probably enjoying it. So, I talked. To well, Cody I think it's good for him to find. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's good for him to kind of. He, I mean, he wants to find out what he wants to be, because I think he was kind of stuck in a, uh, in a bubble exactly. where he wasn't. He's got too much talent to be wearing the paint and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and 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 so it'll it'll uh, yeah. He's too young and too talented. He'll shoot. Did you see him on the Arrow? Did you see him play that heel character uh, I, on the I, Arrow? I, I did not because I, I don't watch. I watch Sports Center. You know, it's my life. Yeah, well, I just did it because I knew he was going to be on it, and he was awesome. I mean, he he is a. I mean, he's a he's a hell of an actor, and yeah. uh, he came across great on on film. So. You know, who knows where he'll end up? He he's got he's got it all ahead of him. He's, still. he's got he's got yeah. he's got a beautiful wife, great support system. I talk to Michelle all the time. Everybody, they're all in a good place. Woo! Woo! Wing now open for delivery from Uber Eats and Postmates in these fine cities. Delicious anytime, and the perfect meal tonight while you're watching wrestling. Woo! Wing. Legendary Flavors World Championship Wings. Woo! For a full list of locations, visit Ric Flair Wings. Woo.com. Join in right in action. Ric Flair Woo Wings. Amazing. How many read me some more? More Woo Wings. Woo! Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick time out. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks for quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. He created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Legendary composer Jim Johnston sits down with Conrad to take us behind the themes that we all grew up on, including Randy Orton's Voices. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com.